Welcome to Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. I'm Christy. And I'm Bill. We're husband and wife. We're also psychotherapists, spiritual directors, and the founders of Soul Shepherding. We're glad you've joined us on Soul Talks as we invite you into our home to share our hearts and our intimacy with Jesus in life, love, and leadership. Well, Bill, we're together today in our home office, and I am noticing that you're wearing your happy socks today. They help me to be happy. <laughs> well, that's and They help me to relax. Thing. I'm grateful for that. This home office is a, a place where you work very hard. You do your writing and a lot of work for soul shepherding here mm-hmm. that's not face-to-face with people. And there's kind of a temptation that seems to come and afflict you sometimes here. And you've been experiencing that again with the work of starting our podcast. You've noticed. (laughs) I have. And I think I've said to you the title of this podcast, Bill, it's good enough. (laughs) You have said that a few times and you've prayed for me about that. We've been talking about it. And so we said, well, I think this is the best conversation, the best soul talks we've had this week. So Let's do a show on it and invite our listeners into our conversation. That's right. We like to serve what we're cooking. Yeah. Yeah. So for the first seven years of Soul Shepherding, as you know, this desk here has been a place full of piles and all kinds of different projects I'm working on, things I'm writing, seminars I'm leading, groups I'm leading, retreats I'm leading, people I'm counseling, and various states of completion and decisions to make. And it's been stressful to have all the, those stacks around. And as part of starting this podcast, we developed a system that you helped me with, and there are no piles anymore. That's right. Good job. <laughs> I've been enjoying that. Nonetheless, I have been afflicted with some temptations towards pressure and self-criticism with our soul talks. Tell me more about that. Well, I find myself thinking, you know, I could do better. And I evaluate my performance. It seems as you listen to a podcast that we've just recorded, that especially is hard for you. Not be critical of yourself and feel like I didn't articulate that as good as I could or wanted to. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how this works. Of course, I know this from helping other people as well, but I can find myself in a situation where lots of people have been thanking us for doing this podcast. I mean, we've had people asking us to do it for some time. And so finally we've launched it and we've had many friends and ministry partners and others writing in and and saying, wow, this was so helpful. I couldn't believe how it was professionally produced and it felt like I was listening to Focus on the Family and, and this kind of thing, which is of course very encouraging. But when you're a perfectionist, it's easy to not fully take that in and instead be thinking about and feeling about what could be better. Yeah. So what are some of the ways that you're, what's that sound like in your head? Well, it sounds like that wasn't your best talk or, gee, you've been giving talks and doing public speaking for 30 years. You could do better than that. Uh, Gee, why did you stutter there? Uh, well, gee, that you weren't in a very good flow. Just different sorts of criticisms about, you know, when I listen to myself. I think how hard that is to be saying that to yourself. I mean, I would feel hurt if you were saying those things to me. 
Well, I know that's the crazy thing. And there's probably people listening to me right now who are like, oh my gosh, I share these personal things with Bill. And the amazing thing is, is that when I'm listening to someone else, whether in therapy, spiritual direction, or more informal soul care and mentoring, I flow with grace for other people. You do. I experience that grace every day. And, you know, most of the time I live with a lot of grace flowing into me personally that I enjoy and experience. And I don't struggle with perfectionism anywhere near as much as I did many years ago. But, you know, here we are trying something new here. And for our listeners, they might not appreciate this or, or have experienced this personally. So, but this is a very different way of speaking for me. We're having a conversation here and it's very different than what I'm naturally good at, which is giving a teaching you know, I'd be much more comfortable for me to have a thousand or 10,000 people that I'm talking to and I'm just giving a teaching out of scripture, out of life, on some soul shepherding topic. That's pretty easy for me. This is difficult because you're an introvert. And so you're having to respond more quickly to things I'm saying, and you're not getting to go into the depth and the detail of what you know and you want to convey to our listeners Mm because there just isn't the time for it, the context for it. So you're having to discern, you know, what to say and what not to say, and you're having to think a little, be a little quicker from the thinking to the speaking than is natural and comfortable and where you feel most confident and effective. Right. The way God has led us to do soul talks is to do it as a conversation where it's interactive. And so I need to talk in sound bites to give you lots of space to talk. And the other thing is that we're unscripted here and we've practiced this different ways and really felt the Lord leading us that, no, the best thing was to have a mostly spontaneous, organic, uh, genuine, natural sort of conversation that we just invite our listeners to join us in. And I, I, I love doing this, but it's new and it's challenging for me. Well, and you're having a new opportunity to practice abandoning to God your work, because when you're writing a devotional or an article, you can edit it mm-hmm. <laughs> before you send it out. And certainly we could do editing of this too, but that would be time consuming and costly and and not what we've decided to do. So we're really venturing on God here to let it be good enough and trust him to use it, even though it's not perfect or maybe not even as good as we feel we could have done if we kept doing it over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm not like you. Your two sides of your brain, they're like connected. That's right. Mine aren't so connected. So (laughs) (laughs) the words don't come out so quick and... Uh, there isn't as much uh, flowing relationality and switching between subjects and thoughts. I'm not in control here because I'm not just giving a, a monologue. I often feel sad for you when I see you under the affliction, the burden of the perfectionism, mm. and you know, wish that I could free you of that, and yet also understand that it's not all bad. That you have a earnest and sincere and beautiful desire to do your best and to give your Mm -hmm. best to God and towards excellence. I mean, we went to a college that our alumni magazines titled Excellence. Mm -hmm. So what's the difference, Bill? How can our listeners understand when they're falling into perfectionism versus pursuing excellence? Well, excellence is when we, we give our best. We train for something, we share a gift, and we work at it and we offer it. And we have ideals that we're trying to realize in order to honor God, in order to help people. Perfectionism is a disorder of anxiety, and it's Mm -hmm. about trying to control things and control outcomes. So you said, well, you know, the challenge here is abandoning the outcomes. And that's one of the phrases that we learned from Dallas Willard that we use in our ministry. And it's a prominent theme in Your Best Life in Jesus, Easy Yoke. And maybe our listeners know that any person who's a writer, a speaker, a teacher, 
your best message is always sort of to your own weakness, to your own struggle. And so I wrote about the easy yoke because that's been the challenge of my life is learning how to live free and lightly uh, in these rhythms of grace. And as I have been experiencing greater and greater freedom in that, then it's like it gives me a message to share with passion for others. So so you've shared in your best life in Jesus' easy yoke a chapter on perfectionism mm-hmm. that shows about how Jesus has helped you with this. And that book speaks to anxiety, which I think is really helpful, the connection you make between perfectionism and anxiety. I know for me, I think most of us have at least pockets of perfectionism that we struggle with. So, you know, I know for you, it's also been more a personality issue for you, being the oldest child, the hero Mm -hmm. child, an athlete, where you, you know, were really wanting to always perform well, and that trained into you. I think that also played into your kind of being trained in perfectionism. And I didn't have that, but perfectionism manifests for me in areas of maybe beauty. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes I'll get perfectionistic about something in my home. And I'll find that I feel like it's not good enough. And I'll start to get even discontent. I'll find it can sow a seed of discontentment in my heart instead of being grateful for what God's given me. I'll start feeling discontent because of the perfectionism. It's not good enough. Our home isn't good enough. I haven't decorated it good enough. I'm not keeping it clean enough or maintained good enough. Or I'll go in my closet and I'll feel like my clothes in there aren't good enough. And I can get perfectionistic about I don't look good enough to go out or, you know, I don't have a good enough outfit for this occasion. Or those are some areas Mm -hmm. where sometimes I can get that way. And I feel sad when I see you burdened in those ways. And I love our home. And of course, I love the way you look and the way you dress and so forth. And people are constantly giving us, um, particularly you, affirmations about how beautiful our home is and how comfortable they feel here and what a a blessing it is for them to be welcomed here. And we do a lot of our ministry, of course, from our home, different groups and retreats because of spiritual hospitality was the first topic in our soul talks. It's just such a, we believe it's a real important ministry. And so I think in your struggle, it's sort of like me in mine, you hear that and at times you receive that and you're really grateful but then other times, for one reason or another, you start to get on the underside in, in your pocket perfectionism there. I do. And I think our culture really plays into this. You know, I think it's a lie from Satan that it's not good enough. And I think that our culture plays into that, always showing us all these ideals, all these, you know, ads everywhere, you know, of perfection as if that's achievable or attainable and as if you know, I'm supposed to attain this perfect home or this perfect look on my body or do this perfect job in our podcast. Yeah. A great place for temptation is Facebook, right? That's right. I mean, we, we share our lives with one another on Facebook, but basically they're pictures of happy times and pictures of accomplishments and this sort of thing. And it's not that that's a bad thing. It's a good thing. And it's a way for us to stay in touch with family and friends and maybe even to make new friends. But it certainly is prone to the temptation for comparing ourselves to others. And we're sort of seeing how people are presenting themselves, which is a lot of an ideal self kind of a process there. And then we're comparing that with how we feel on the inside, where we feel inadequate or not as attractive or not as successful. And this is something that we help pastors and their wives with in our ministry of soul shepherding, because I often hear from pastor's wives how inadequate they feel, how they just feel like they are not 
a perfect enough pastor's wife for their congregation's expectations. And you hear pastors share how they're comparing themselves to the pastor down the street who has the bigger church or the bigger congregation. Yeah, the ABCs, we call it attendance, buildings, and cash. And pastors feel like they're always being measured on these numbers. And I, I tell you, it doesn't matter how big the pastor's church is, because I've talked pastors, small churches and pastors who have thousands of people in their church, and it's the same sort of challenge. There's somebody with a bigger church or a better church, or there's uh, a goal they've had or a, a hope they've had for their church that is not yet realized. And so most of them have significant temptations around this area of perfectionism and related anxiety issues like self-criticism. So we can know that this is a lie of the enemy, this perfectionism, this message that we have to be perfect or that we're not good enough. But what are some ways that help you to counter that and to get free of that? Well, one way, quite obviously, to celebrate the truth that I am good enough and you are good enough. I love those words. Good enough is turning to God's word. A great example is in Ephesians 2. Probably our listeners are familiar with the famous verses there. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, his poem, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So if we go back to that question about what's the difference between perfectionism and excellence, where excellence is good works, works of love, bearing fruit, revealing Christ, uh, using our gifts to serve the Lord. But it does, it's not filled with anxiety and ego gratification needs, uh, pressure, uh, workaholism, this sort of thing. There isn't that same drivenness. Excellence, we do our best and we let it go. But with perfectionism, it's never good enough. And there's a relentless drive and ambition churning within. And we're feeling inadequate and less than even when we've done a wonderful job. And so Part of what helps us is to practice good enough. So on this podcast, that's what I'm doing. You know, we do our best and we send them out and we say good enough. <laughs> well, and because I'm not perfect, I've had lots and lots of opportunity now in my 50 years of life to learn, and I'm, I'm ashamed to say, sometimes I'm still surprised, that it's in those areas where I'm not perfect that God shows up with his grace and his power and does the great work. Mm -hmm. It's not in the areas where maybe I'm doing my highest and best always, or in my areas of greatest strength. Certainly God uses that too, but it's that where I really get into trouble is when I'm trusting my best, or That's I'm right. trusting my efforts, or I'm trusting my abilities, or even my being good enough. If I'm trusting that, that's really where I get in the way of the best work that God does. But when I can offer him even my weaknesses, even my failures, as we talked about in another podcast, that's where God shows up and his grace, and he gets the glory then. it's, mm -hmm. it's not People aren't distracted by, oh, I need to be as good as Christy. I wouldn't want that. One of our mottos is do your best, but don't trust your best. That's an easy yoke saying there. Do your best, but don't trust your best. Trust the Lord. And see, that's what you're saying is that when we live that way, God shows up. Of course, God was already there. He was there first and he's inviting us in, but we experience his presence and his manifestation, his grace being ministered to us when we put our trust in him. And that's what Ephesians 2 is talking about. We tend to categorize that passage as a, a verse for initial salvation. 
but it's really about the whole process of becoming saved and sanctified and becoming more like Jesus. Well, you have kind of prayed a breath prayer that's helped you also with this issue of abandoning your best to God and not counting on your perfect performance. Yeah, it's one of the easy yoke prayers, and we were doing it before this podcast. Yes. I was praying and breathing in and out, and, and you were as well. That simple prayer inspired by Psalm 20 and the Matthew 11 passage, the famous easy yoke text in Scripture. And the prayer goes like this, in Jesus' name, not my strain. And so you just breathe in, in Jesus' name, breathe out, not my strain. Simple little prayer of the heart. But if you put your body into it by breathing it in and out, it helps to relax you. It helps you to put yourself into an active yieldedness to the Spirit of Jesus and to be more relaxed. And help me before this podcast to not be straining, but to be trusting in Jesus' name. And it's helped me many times too. So we have some resources to suggest to our listeners if you want to do some more reflecting and praying on perfectionism and anxiety and to grow in the easy yoke. On soulshepherding.org, you'll find over 700 free resources, including the tag perfectionism. You could just Google soul shepherding perfectionism. Your screen would light up with a survey, a Bible study, and uh, an article on perfect grace for closet perfectionists. Tells the story of how I dealt with perfectionism in my closet. And of course, we've got a chapter on perfectionism in your best life in Jesus' easy yoke. Right. And I'd like to pray for our listeners now. That'd be wonderful. Jesus, what a gift you are to us. Your grace, your presence, your power that is real and is enough for us. So we pray for each one of us that we would not strain and trust in ourselves and our performance, but that we would learn to trust in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, friends, we hope you've enjoyed this edition of Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We invite you to visit our website, soulshepherding.org, where you will find over 700 free resources, including these Soul Talks. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher Radio. Until next time, let's continue our conversation with Christ.